0: Good morning, Life Church Bath. How are you all? What a privilege it is to be with you today. It's a glorious day here in sunshiny USA, and uh, we are now American citizens. So thank you for all those who have been praying for that. And uh, we just uh, excited for this uh, few moments ahead, just to share what God is doing with us here, and really um, put some. Some feet to this whole theme that we've been on this year. Um, the theme, as you know, is from Second Peter chapter eleven, and uh, sorry, chapter three verse eleven, which says, "In light of these things, what kind of people ought we to be?" And um, as we start to look at the rest of this year, and we look into next year, God, what are you saying for next year? I've just felt the Holy Spirit say, "Son, have you answered the question in that text for this year? What?" kind of people ought we to be? And it's taken that question that I felt from the Holy Spirit to really ground that out and begin to answer it. And I know with the most amazing leaders you have there in Bath that every week that gets answered a little bit more. And in our part to play, we want to do that um, a little bit today as well. So um, I started a mini series. Uh, some of you may have been tuning in, and listening to it, and it's called This Kind of People. What kind of people? This kind of people. And uh, I'm just gonna turn to Fee in just a second, but I just want you to know that um, in this time of pandemic, in this time of global shutdown, I'm convinced more than ever that we need a global move of God. And as the hunger level is starting to rise and we're seeing people come to the church, come to God's people in desperate needs of answers, Um, domestic violence is up, suicide is up, hopelessness is up, um, mental health is up. And so this is truly the time for the church to shine. It's the time for the church to be a voice. It's time for us to answer the question, what kind of people ought we to be And And uh, we want to do that a little bit today. But just by just to encourage you all here, we have seen it started amongst the youth and then it's gone to, to for every age, just an outpouring of God sovereignly touching people, young people coming in their droves, getting touched in meetings and gatherings, we created a space for people to come, which followed the social distancing guidelines and, and young people coming in the throughout the evening to this upper room and just getting absolutely just touched by the Holy Spirit born again baptized in water filled with the Holy Spirit then their parents calling for you and I what what's happened to our kids one parent came to see us and sat here on our patio and we we said what is your question they said well our daughter is 17 and a half and she's changed so much in the last four and a half months we just want to know why what what happened to her and we said, well, we didn't know her before. So tell us what, how, is, how has she changed? And they said, well, she's happy. She's always smiling. She's walking around the house singing. And we're like, is that a bad thing? They said, no, we don't really care if she smokes dope or has sex. She's a 17 year, a half year old. But, but we just want to know what's going on. And the other day she said, um, Dad, could I have some money? And he said, what do you want money for now? And he, she said, I just want to buy a Bible. And uh, so he said, I need to call this couple and find out about this upper room. What's actually going on? And we met with them. They then came to a baptism and they came on Sunday. And and just it's every week There's more people coming and just getting born again and baptized in water and filled with the Holy Spirit. People who are on drugs, even drug dealers getting just radically saved. And uh, older people as well, from every generation. Um, Grandparents getting saved. We just baptized um, grandparents of uh, some young people that got saved recently. And um, all as a result of a word of knowledge that someone um, in in our congregation here um, was test driving a car, and she had a word of knowledge for the car salesman that his arm was 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 hurting, and and she said, "Can I pray for you?" And he said, uh, "Sure." She touched his arm; he instantly got healed. Heat went up. That was a year ago. Well, then he contacted them on Facebook and said, I want that feeling again. She said, then come to this church meeting. He came, got born again, baptized in water. And now his entire family are born again, baptized in water and filled with the Holy Spirit. So we just want to encourage you. um, The God himself is answering the question. This is the kind of people uh, that you ought to be. Fi, tell us just what's happening with you and and this whole subject of of, uh, what kind of people.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've said most of it already, but um, in the light of all that's going on around us in the world, which we could go on and on about the anger, the hatred, um, the accusation, the fighting, um, mostly the fear, the spirit of fear is running rampant all over the earth. And fear, of course, we know does cause you to get angry and fight and defend yourself. And I just felt the Lord say to me, what kind of people are we to be? A people that move in the opposite spirit to the Mm. world. So when there's hatred and when there's anger and fighting and fear, we should be the complete opposite. And um, in Matthew yeah. 5, I'll just read it. I took a picture. Um, Matthew five forty four. Jesus said, but I say to you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you and pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. It's a horrible thing to be falsely accused, isn't it? And you can't defend yourself. It's a horrible thing to be misjudged, and um, people being angry at you. We've seen a lot of anger around here, and people Uh, lashing out and accusing me of of something I didn't do. And I've learned a long time ago to just go to God with it, because moving in the opposite spirit is not to retaliate, not to fight back. I don't need to defend myself. He's my defender, and he's your Mm, defender. So good. In the light of all this, I do believe this is the time for the church to rise and be the believing believer. Amen. Why do we do what we do? Why, why do we gather? Why do we sing? Why do we believe in a God that we cannot see? Yeah. We are the believing believer. That's yes. what I believe is the yes. remnant in the earth. It's yes. those that will rise up and know their authority mm. and know how to so pray, good. but yeah. to move in the opposite mm. spirit. So where there's mm. all this horrible stuff going on, we do not need to move. We do not have the spirit of fear. Oh, man. We have the spirit of faith and we're not subject to the law of sin and death. When it yeah. comes to natural diseases, we're the believing believer. Oh, we have the man. blood of Jesus. So that's all I yeah. really want to say and to encourage you to carry mm. on, carry on, carrying on and believe, trust God for the miraculous. Yes. And I am, yes. we're all praying for you and um, as you're praying for us that this will move because we have to gather together. We yes. have to praise God. Oh, in, in excess of 300 times in the Bible, it's we're commanded to praise God. Yes. And it's praise Him in your living room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when we sing, when we praise him something happens we've been having incredible times together on a Sunday morning we're thankful that we are allowed to meet and have got people are getting healed in our meetings people are getting yeah. saved in our meetings tell us what happened There's, on Sunday <laughs> uh just really quickly um we had a friend of ours ministers from South Africa and um he started the meeting by singing an Elvis song which I was an Elvis fan I'm showing sure my age but it was an it's a song that I wouldn't necessarily sing to Jesus wise men say only fools rush in but I can't help falling in love with you. And we ended up all singing it together to Jesus. It was an unusual moment and, it was. and really sweet. But later on, I came to find out the reason God led him to do that, and he didn't know, but there was a woman whose mother had died two weeks before. Yeah. Who was a massive Elvis fan. Yeah. And she was in grief. She was driving in her car with her family, had just gone to another meeting, and happened to click on a link on her phone for Life Church St. Charles. And here's this man singing. And it was live. And it was live, and he was singing this Elvis song. And immediately she said, We've got to go there now. So So they they turned the
0: car around and came to the meeting.
1: So they came to the meeting and they got touched by God. And now we've been making friends with them and she's since been to my house. But there's all kinds of links there. It's just special when we do stuff that we're listening to the Holy Spirit. Yeah.
0: So good, Han, thank you so much.
1: Love you all, can't wait to see you. We
0: can't wait to see you. I just want to encourage you that even if you can't meet right now, and I know in in the UK and in different parts of the world, people are having to manage with this with different rules and laws and regulations, and it's different for everybody. And I appreciate it's very different for you um, in the UK. But as we just delve into some of these scriptures today and start to answer this question, uh, what kind of people ought we should be? I, I trust these scriptures will will penetrate into your heart and mind, and actually serve a purpose, and will do us all good as we answer this question. I just want to take a moment, though, to thank Dom and to thank the team and the media team. So many of you do such a fantastic job, and it's just such a joy to see the standard of excellence and and uh, that you're that, that's coming out from the church there, um, and literally going across the world. And so I feel privileged this morning uh, to be here and have this opportunity for these next few moments to share this with you. So let's start um, in Second Peter chapter 3 verse 11 which is the theme for this year which says this, in light of these things what kind of people ought we to be? And I, I want to 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 look at a few scriptures today which I think will help answer that. The first is a very uh, familiar passage of scripture, probably one is from the Old Testament that you've heard many times and it's in 2 Chronicles 7 chapter 13 through 14. So if you will, turn with me in your Bibles there and we're going to look at this uh, together and it says this, I'm not going to read the whole scripture. Um, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. If my people, if you say that with me, my people, I think there's such a key there that we realize that God is speaking to his people, if his people, and so often we look to the economy, we look to Downing Street, we look to the government, we look to this and look to that, but God is saying, there's a key here, if my people, remember the question is, what what kind of people ought we to be god is saying if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray then i will heal their land in other words if we do something then god will do something so often we say god do something and he says actually i already did everything i'd like you to do something and that is the kind of people that i believe god is looking for across the earth right now a people who are called by his name his people called by his name another translation says like this who carry my name One of the Ten Commandments is to not take the name of the Lord's name in vain. When I was growing up, I I understood that to mean um, you can't swear. You can't say, um, you, you take the Lord's name in vain. It doesn't actually mean that actually what it means is it was from a marriage that if you take on if a uh, if a wife took on her husband's last name if she committed adultery if she didn't act accordingly she would be taking her husband's name in vain and so what this actually means is if my people who are called or carry my name will humble themselves and and pray i'll heal their land so if god's people who carry his name as christians as lovers as his people That's what he's talking about, his people. Don't take the name of the Lord's name in vain. Don't profess to be followers of him and then live substandard to what that actually means. Amen. So let's keep going. So if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray then I will heal their land. I'm convinced the church doesn't, ha- doesn't have a mission. The mission has a church. And so often we're looking for what is the mission? What is the mission of the church? But the truth is the, that the mission has a church and the mission has always been the same and that's to fill the whole earth with God's glory. To fill the whole earth with a people, a people, a people. What kind of people? A people that look just like him let's turn to another scripture it's in second um second timothy second timothy let's go through these together and just lay a quick foundation and then we'll we're going to go into this together second timothy my bible is falling apart here second timothy chapter 3 and verse 1 mark this Paul says to Timothy this is his last letter written written from prison mark this there will be terrible times in the last days people there it is will be lovers of themselves lovers of money boastful proud abusive disobedience to their parents ungrateful unholy without love unforgiving slanderous without self-control brutal not lovers of good treacherous rash conceited lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of god having a form of godliness but denying its true power wow in the last days paul says mark this there will be terrible times people the issue is people the issue is people and the answer is god's people if my people will humble themselves and pr- play pray, I will heal their land. I heard a story of a, of a CEO who um, had about a thousand employees and he was frustrated with, with how things were going in the business and he thought, I'm going to call all my employees together and I'm going to have a banquet and I'm going to do a banquet and I'm just going to encourage them um, for this, this time that we're going through. And and uh, he'd taken the afternoon to prepare and his wife said, I really need to go to uh, the grocery store. Could you look after our seven-year-old son? He said honey I've got uh, I can do it but uh, I've got this uh, thing that I need to prepare for um and so, uh, but but if you really need to go, I guess I can do it. So his his wife went out, and the son came in, and he, and he said, Dad, I'm really bored. What can I do? And he said, Well, go and go and do this. And the son came back a few minutes later and said, Dad, I'm really bored. And there he is, trying to prepare this message, this this speech for all of his employees for the banquet that was going to happen that night. And uh, the father got up and he said, Son, come with me. And he got a uh, a map of the world, and he cut. It up into all the different countries and like a puzzle. And he said, Here you are, son. I want you to put the world back together. He thought, Great, that will take him a few hours. He doesn't even know which continents go where. This is great. So he closed the door, went back into his study and looked back at his pages and began to work on his speech. And about five minutes later, there was a knock on the door. And the seven-year-old son came in, and he said, Dad, I'm done. He said, What? How can you be done? Walked into the living room, looked at the table, and uh, there was the world perfectly put back together. He said, How did you do this? He said, It was easy. On the back, there was a picture of a man. And so I thought, If I put the man back together and then turn it upside down, then I'll put the world back together. The father looked at the son, and he said, Son, you're amazing. You've just given me my speech for tonight's banquet." Church, if we can put man back together, we can put the world back together. And it really starts with us. What kind of people ought we to be? And I'm convinced that the Holy Spirit is wanting to put us back together. This isn't just a time of transition. This is a time of absolute transformation. And we can use this time, we can use this season, which I know so many of you are doing, to really allow the Holy Spirit to go deep. I'm finding that churches are, are swelling and growing. And I'm not just talking about meeting on a Sunday morning. That's kind of neither here nor there. I'm talking about God's people on planet Earth coming alive and having an answer, coming alive and being the church in, in supermarkets in grocery stores and, um, and and because people are so desperate for an answer and we are carriers of that answer that is why we're here we're his ambassadors right here on planet earth if my people will humble themselves and pray then I will heal, hear from heaven and heal their land um, that's a key word isn't it if my people will humble themselves So God is saying to his people, here's the answer for people. In the last days, there'll be terrible times. But you, my people, if you'll do this, if you will humble yourself and pray, then I will hear from heaven and I will heal your land. In other words, church, I will do something when you do something. Well, then what is it we need to do? Well, the Bible says humble ourselves, humble ourselves. And if I can, I want to take just a couple of minutes to talk about this whole thing of humility. In James and in Peter, it says that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Isn't that beautiful? God, there's an actual resistance, New Testament, that comes from God himself to people. If there's, if, there's not, if there's a lack, if there's pride and a lack of humility. Humility, as we know, is having an accurate assessment of who God says that we are. Pride is having an inaccurate assessment of who we think we are. That's why the Bible says that Moses was the most humble man that ever lived. And if you look at who wrote that, it was actually Moses. So Moses was having an accurate assessment of himself. But deep, true humility in this time, I believe, is absolute key. And it's a key in this verse that will help us answer the question, what kind of people ought we to be? Um, Here's the next scripture. It's in 1 Peter uh, chapter 5 and verse 5. And Peter, let's read it together. 1 Peter chapter 5. And verse 5. Young men, in the same way, be submissive to those who are older. All of you, clothe yourself with humility towards one another, because you know that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your cares on him, for he cares about you you um there's something powerful here paul in in another translation it says wrap yourself not in humility but it says wrap yourself in an apron in an apron in an apron wrap yourself in a servant's towel i've got one here Um, Which I pulled, pulled out of our closet, we use this for barbecuing. But here, Peter is saying, "I want you, in as an act of humility, to wrap yourself with an apron. If you go to a restaurant, often they'll be wearing an apron, and when you see that apron, you know that person is there to serve you. Their purpose is to serve you and represent the owner of that restaurant. And if you get bad service or surly service, or the person has a bad attitude, it's a poor reflection on the establishment. It's a poor reflection." on the owner. And church, I believe one of the, the, the kind of people that we ought to be is a people who have humbled themselves and in doing so have wrapped themselves with an apron, who are there wearing an apron and saying, I'm here to serve you. And what a great time in this, this moment in history to be the church that wrapped themselves in an apron and say, we are here to serve you. That when people see the church they think, wow, I can see the apron. I can see by this their lifestyle that they are here to serve the spirit of the lord is upon us because he's anointed us to something he's anointed us to set captives free to bind up the brokenhearted to release prisoners wow and so this is something powerful about this apron um jesus in john 13 14 it says he took off his robe he wrapped himself with a towel and he washed the disciples feet and Peter said this will never ever happen you will never wash my feet and Jesus looked at him and he said then you have no part in this ministry then Peter said then wash my head as well (laughs) in other words if that's what it means if that's what it means to learn to 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 be humbled and to allow myself for you Jesus to set the example and wash our feet then I'm in you can wash my head as well uh, another 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 example is in is in David if you remember it says that David when the ark of the lord came it says he put on an apron he put on servant's attire he stripped down to his underpants he stripped down to basic clothing and he started to worship god and dance before the lord and his wife michael looked out the window and with absolute disdain she said how can you do this you are a king and you lower yourself to look like a servant. You're making yourself look like a fool. How people will people respect you if you act in this way? And to which David, King David, responded to his wife. He said, I will become even more undignified than this. I will dance before my king. I will dance. And the Bible says, this is Old Testament, don't worry. But it says, and God closed Michael's womb. She couldn't reproduce. Church, there's something so powerful about the apron. There's so something so powerful about humility that we realize that we are God's hands and his feet. It doesn't matter if we're meeting on Sundays or not right now. It just means that as we are going about life that we are Full of the Holy Spirit, as Fee says that we're moving in a different spirit to the world, that we, we have wrapped ourselves in humility, which literally means in these texts they that they were wrapped in servants' attire. They were wrapped in an apron. When you it's like when you go into a restaurant and you see that badge, when you see that apron, when you see the towel, you think that person is there to serve me, that person is there to represent the owner of the establishment. We're here on planet earth to show the world towel and church this is the kind of people that we ought to be a people his people that are walking in humility that humble ourselves and pray and the promises god says and i will heal their land we are carriers of his name Whew, I, I, I'm just going to end with this and then I'm going to pray. But many of you remember the story of Alexander the Great. Alexander was the great conqueror. And there was a story one day of, uh, of his soldiers bought a soldier that had pretended in the midst of battle to be dead. And the soldier thought to himself, if I can lie on the ground, then maybe no one will notice me and when the battle's over, I'll stand up. But he was caught. And the soldiers brought this young soldier to Alexander the Great. And they stood him up and they told Alexander the Great why they brought him to me and brought him to him. And Alexander the Great looked at this soldier and he said, soldier, what's your name? To which the soldier said, my name is Alexander. And Alexander the great face burned with anger. He said, soldier, I asked you, what is your name? To which he said, sir, my name is Alexander and Alexander the Great looked at this young man and he said then soldier change your conduct or change your name and church may be a little bit heavy for this morning it's like wow but I want to provoke us that we actually start to be the church to answer this question what kind of people ought we to be and the key is that we in doing so that we look at the scriptures what does the Bible say if my people were called by my name will humble themselves and pray i will hear from heaven and i will heal their land amen church we just love you we're praying for you we're excited with you god is moving the holy spirit is touching people both young and old men and women from every tribe every nation and every generation and it's so exciting and i think we've got to get in get get into that place of presence again where we can say, God, will you just touch us with your Holy Spirit so we have an encounter with him? Why? So that we can be an encounter to the world. The answer is not in world systems. The answer is in my people, us his people who are called by his name who are carriers of his name who will humble themselves which means they have an accurate assessment of who god says they are in the form of a servant that wrap themselves in a towel that wear an apron and god says and i will hear from heaven and i god says will heal your land Father, I thank you so much for the, the church in Bath. I thank you for the church in that region. I thank you for the church in the UK. I thank you for the church in every nation of this world that is rising up in this hour and god i ask that you would heal our hearts that you would heal insecurities that you would take away anxieties and and uh and things that are causing us whether they be financial issues relational issues um, whether they be issues with our job whatever those things health issues that that are causing us to, to 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 shrink back and fall short of the ambassadors that you called us to be god i ask that you would touch us this morning holy spirit i ask that everybody listening today that holy spirit right now you would just touch us just put your hand like this if you can just in a posture of receiving and say holy spirit please touch me i want to have an encounter with you today so that i can be an encounter and where the where where you need to touch areas of my life lord i ask that you would do so in Jesus' mighty name. Love you all so much. We're excited to see what God's doing with you. and We can't wait to get on a plane and come and see you all really soon. Love you, church.